Audio 4.1. So today on Wired World, we're looking at some of the entries for this year's James Dyson Award. The British engineer James Dyson created the award in 2007 to inspire university students and graduates around the world to come up with some great new ideas in design and engineering. So this year, well. First of all, we have a simple but very clever idea by industrial designer Muji Yakamoto. This invention has been designed to take up as little space as possible. It is called stack, because the printer is placed on top of a pile or stack of paper. When something is being printed, stack moves slowly downwards. The paper disappears under the printer. And exits on top, where a new pile is created. The next invention has been given a Japanese name, Mamori, which means protect. But the inventor, Mark Dillon, is actually Irish. The name is a good one, however, because that's exactly what this device does. Gaelic football, very popular in Ireland, is quite a dangerous sport. Recent research showed that on average. Two out of every three players on a team had been injured last year. Mamori is worn inside the mouth. It protects the players' teeth, but the players are also monitored for injury, and the information is sent wirelessly to a computer. If a player is moving more slowly than usual, for example, it will be measured and noticed, and the player will be taken out of the game so he can be treated. The third invention we're looking at today, Zarius, was created by a German team. It can be attached to almost anything and then used to make electricity using wind power. The energy which has been generated is then used to recharge mobile phones and so on. And finally, Sono, designed by a team from Austria. This is fixed to a window. And helps to stop outside noise coming inside, and not only is noise from outside reduced, but the person inside can actually choose which sounds he or she does or doesn't want to hear. The sounds can be controlled by twisting the middle of the sono, so you can keep the sound of birds singing while getting rid of the sound of that car alarm. <laughs> Amazing. Audio 4.2. The problem of drought-affected farmers may have been solved by a recent Dyson Award winner, Edward Lineker. Lineker had been inspired by Australia's worst drought in a century when he invented AirDrop. Using his system, water can be collected from the air. Lineker says the idea was given to him by the Namib beetle. Which survives in the desert by collecting tiny amounts of moisture. Lineker has recently been asked to develop his device by the Chinese government and companies in the Middle East, but for now he wants to keep working on it himself. Up until now, the system has been developed in his mum's backyard. In the future, 
it will be taken up to a more industrial level. Audio 4.3 1. The problem of drought-affected farmers may have been solved by a recent James Dyson award winner. 2. Lineker had been inspired by Australia's worst drought in a century. 3. The idea was given to him by the Namib beetle. 4. Lineker has recently been asked to develop his device by the Chinese government. 5. The system has been developed in his mum's backyard. 6. In the future, it'll be taken up to a more industrial level. Audio 4.4 Most people have particular ways of working or studying that they feel work best for them. For example, my partner always has music on while she works, whereas I prefer silence. Is this just a personal preference, or is one actually better than the other? Some of the things that scientists have been finding out about how we can be most creative might surprise you. It turns out that she's right, and I'm wrong, not for the first time. According to Professor Ravi Mehta, a moderate level of noise is better for our creativity than silence, so quiet music is a good idea. Too much noise isn't good though, especially listening to other people's telephone conversations. This is particularly distracting because our brain is automatically trying to solve the puzzle of what is being said by the person we can't hear. And what about heating? Surely it's better to be in a cooler room to stop yourself from being sleepy? Well, apparently not. One study from Cornell University showed that when temperatures were lower at 20 degrees Celsius, employees made 44% more mistakes than when it was 25 degrees. If you're feeling cold, you're using a lot of your precious energy to keep warm, so there's less energy for being innovative. And that's not all. Ever been told, tidy desk, tidy mind? Well, apparently, having a messy desk is actually better for being inventive. Think that being tired makes it difficult to come up with good ideas. Think again. When we're tired, our brain is less efficient, but it's also more likely to make new connections, which means we're more likely to come up with something truly creative. Naps can also be good, though, especially at helping you remember things. It seems that most of what I thought about being creative is wrong. Audio 4.5 Omitting consonant sounds When people are speaking fluently, some consonant sounds tend to be left out.
this can make it difficult to understand what the speaker is saying. T and D. When a word ends with a consonant cluster, two or three consonant sounds together, ending in the sound T or D, and the next word begins with a consonant sound, the final T or D tends to disappear. I'm not going sounds like I'm not going. He stopped kicking the ball sounds like he stopped kicking the ball. We don't usually leave out t or d before a vowel sound or h. First of all, she seemed happy. We don't usually leave out d before the sounds r, w, l, and s. She seemed relieved. Audio 4.6 1. It looks a bit weird to me. 2. What does it mean? 3. What does it mean? 4. I'd like to knit something like that. 5. I'd like to knit something like that. 6. It looks amazing. 7. I'd rather see this than graffiti. 8. They shouldn't put it on statues. 9. It doesn't do any harm. Audio 4.7 Knitting seems to be having a moment. That lamppost that you never noticed before? Suddenly, it's multicolored. Trees, statues, even buses and bridges are finding themselves decorated with a warm, brightly colored, knitted woolen cover. It's called yarn bombing. It's believed to have started in the United States, but is now a global phenomenon. In Paris, a yarn bomber has filled the cracks in the pavement with brightly knitted wool. In Poland, well-known yarn bomber Agata Alexiak has covered her grandmother's country house with a loose knitted cover. And in Mexico City, another yarn bomber, artist Magda Sayeg, has specially designed a perfectly fitting cover for a city bus. It's a kind of street art, a little bit like graffiti, but considerably less damaging as it can be easily removed. Nonetheless, many local governments don't like yarn bombing, and therefore it is often done secretly at night. Yarn bombing is very quiet. 
the yarn bombers then take photos of their creations and post them online for others to admire. It's very much a social thing, with groups of knitters working together to plan and create something. Even the well-known yarn bombing artists, such as Alexiak and Salyeg, have teams of people to assist them with the bigger projects. So why do they do it? Unlike much graffiti, yarn bombing is often very much about making an ugly public space or object more beautiful. It's about putting something personal and handmade into an urban, industrial environment. And of course, it aims to put a smile on people's faces. Audio 4.8 1. Especially 2. Quite 3. Loose 4. Advise Audio 4.9 1. Specially Especially 2. Quite Quiet 3. Lose Loose 4. Advise. Advice. Audio 4.10 Well, I have to say that for me, the most important quality of a teacher is being patient. Teachers need to understand that it isn't necessarily that easy to learn something. Oh, and being kind is important too. Well, you've got a point, but if they're actually going to teach you something, they need to be more than kind and patient. They need to have good ideas too. To be creative. To be able to come up with something that will really make the lesson interesting and fun. Yes, but on the other hand, sometimes teachers create really fun lessons, but you don't really learn anything. I'm all for having fun, but I do want to get more than that out of the class, don't you? Oh, yes, obviously that's important. But I still want them to be encouraging and supportive. No, but look, it is possible for a teacher to be too nice sometimes, isn't it? Personally, I think. A good teacher is quite strict. Really? Isn't that kind of teacher a bit old-fashioned? As I see it, if a teacher is motivating, the students won't want to be silly and waste time. OK, I can agree with motivating and supportive. What about creative as well? Yes, OK, I guess it is pretty important. And hard-working. 
It seems to me that teachers have to work pretty hard. They do. And they have to be pretty well organised too. So that's motivating, supportive, creative, hardworking. What about the fifth one? Well organised? Audio 4.11 1. Yes, but on the other hand... 2. No, but look... 3. Well, you've got a point, but... Audio 4.12 1. Describing a new way of doing something. 2. Very noticeable. 3. Not showing thought or understanding. 4. Unusual and surprising. 5. Easy to understand and use. 6. Always behaving in a traditional or normal way. Audio 4.13 Well, I do really enjoy my job, but I also earn quite a good salary, so I guess I'm lucky. But, if I had to choose, I have to say that I would choose to enjoy my job over the money. It seems to me that you spend so much of your life at work that you have to enjoy it, or life is just miserable. Well, you've got a point. But if you don't have enough money, you can be pretty miserable too, can't you? As I see it, you don't need loads of money, but you do need enough, so that has to be the priority. If you don't enjoy your job, you can always do things you enjoy in your free time. Yes, but don't you think you should change jobs if you hate what you're doing? I think that perhaps...